All right, hey everyone, how's it going? Brad Williams here with Over 40 Fitness Hacks with my seasoned co-star, Chrissy Cullen. How are you doing, Chrissy? Hey, doing great, how are you? Good. We've had some uh, issues with uh, audio and video and Zoom shutting down on us here, so we've had to mess around that for like 30 minutes, so we're a little frazzled right now, so hopefully this is still a good episode. <laughs> so... Yeah. All right. So this episode, we wanted to do one on protein sources. You know, Chrissy and I come from two different diets, but we also know, you know, every diet known to man, all our clients are on different diets. And we thought it'd be a good one because there's just so many different protein sources out there um, to choose from. And, it, you know, most diets are acceptable. Mine probably a little more stringent, but oh, and I guess yours too. So, um, you know, just going over the different protein sources out there. I mean, there's always supplements. We won't even talk about that too much, but you know, there's concentrate, isolate, hydrolysate, and then there's pea protein, whey protein, casein protein, but we want to talk more about like natural foods. So how about we just start off with, uh, you know, Chrissy, your diet's kind of vegetarian, vegan, hybrid. What are, let's just start with your, your go-to protein sources before we elaborate on all of them. Okay. Um, my, my go-tos are lentils, beans, nuts, um, chia seeds, flax seeds. And I make a smoothie every morning and I put spirulina powder. Spirulina is actually just like uh, blue-green algae. And it actually has um, some protein in it as well. And then what else do I eat? chickpeas, um, green peas, even oatmeal has some protein in it. And shockingly enough, like fruits and vegetables have small amounts of protein. So like a cup of broccoli has four grams of protein in it. And like usually fruit has anywhere between one and two grams of protein in it. So it's not, I never eat like a huge, you know, like a, a piece of meat's going to have a lot of protein in it. I'm, I'm never getting that serving size, but by combining those foods together, like rice and beans and vegetables, I'm able to kind of get as much protein as I, as I need. Exactly. Now on uh, spirulina, I've seen that before and, mm-hmm. and basically, you know, it's, you know, packed with protein per how size it is, but when you see a serving size of what they tell you to take, it doesn't look like that much protein. So if you, if I do 10 times the amount of serving size of spirulina, then I'll get maybe five, six grams of protein, but I don't know if you're supposed to take that much. I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I would say, I think the serving size for the spirulina is a tablespoon. And that's, that's all I've, I just put a tablespoon into my smoothie. I'd say the max amount that you'd want to eat per day is maybe four tablespoons. Um, and if you don't want to put it in your smoothie, you, they also sell it in supplement form. So it's like usually kind of a greenish blue looking color and you can take supplements for it as well. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't overdo it. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've done the vegan diet before. I know you're like on a hybrid thing, but I've, I've done vegan before for nine months. And it was one of the hardest things to do is not, if you're still going by macros, which I do, um, is, is not overshooting your carbs and it's literally impossible. So some of the ones that popped out to me that you just said, like even lentils, I had to kind of stay away from. It was more of, I didn't do spirulina, which probably would have helped. But like you said, finding the highest protein sources of vegetables when, you know, do Google search and 
it'll come up like broccoli, spinach, certain mushrooms. And those certain mushrooms are sold at my local Albertsons uh, nicely. So you'd be surprised how much of those, if you put them together, um, you know, maybe drink some spirulina and all that. And you're at like 20, 25 grams of protein and it's not that much mm-hmm. food. So if done right, you can get up there. Oh, yeah. um, but when you start venturing away from some of those vegetables, which you should, cause you should have a balanced diet, then it gets lower and lower and lower and lower. So what's, what's for your diet, what's like your biggest bang for the buck protein, like highest down, highest down, or what's at least your top three. I, or you don't really I worry about that. that. I did a lot of lentils. Lentils yeah. have, um, what is it? I, I made a cheat sheet. Yeah. So I could look. I, Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know all these things off the top of my head, but. It's about um, the best so, lentils. I know there's a. I, I usually, I know there's different varieties. I usually get the red ones because they cook a little bit faster. And I just like um, the way they taste and their texture a little better. I've had the green ones too, which are good, but I prefer the red. And they have, for a cup of cooked lentils is 17 grams of protein so that's like like that's, oh, that's a really huge. good yeah that's and a can good you amount. eat can you eat in one serving a cup of cooked lentils i think um usually i pour in half a cup of dry um and cooked i think that would make about a cup so i can eat that much okay. i'm pretty full i usually add some vegetables to it and um if you want even more protein you can add some hemp seeds on top as well there you hemp go seeds are great they don't they just like don't really taste like anything you don't even really realize you're eating them but you just sprinkle them on top and that was that was one when i was doing the vegan diet that was the easiest one to you know there's literally no carbs in it it's yeah they have and protein hemp seeds have 10 grams of protein for three tablespoons so you know even if you're doing one and a half tablespoons on top of that you get five grams of protein that's pretty good and I've done three well, tables. I've done three tablespoons in some of my cooked stuff, and no problem. Yeah. Like you yeah. Really, so that I mean, that meal's like thirty grams of protein right there. Yeah. Which is awesome. So that was like my go-to. I didn't really do the spirulina, but it was hemp seeds, cheese seeds. They were pretty packed with nutrition too. Um, I just couldn't stand the taste, and I hate I hate that tapioca feel <laughs> of it when you soak them. So I I just didn't like it, but. You know, my wife uses that a lot, so she gets a good amount of protein in that. And that's pretty easy to yeah. do a, a cup yeah. or half a cup of that. So, chia seeds have four grams of protein for three tablespoons. So it's not like a huge amount, but if you if you make oatmeal or anything in the morning, you can add that in easily and you don't taste it. Or um, or if you like to bake, you can and, and you don't want to use um, eggs for whatever reason, you can mix chia seeds with water and use it as an egg substitute, it kind of comes out in the same sort of like texture as an egg. So it'll help bind whatever baked items that you're going to make. So yeah, cool little substitute for non-meat eaters. Yeah. Um, well, I remember that for me, for being a bigger guy, because I was counting my macros to still hit like at least 150 grams of protein. You know, I, I would do some tofu. I don't You don't want to do too much soy. You don't want to eat too much of one thing of anything, but then there's uh then all the tips and tricks we just said of getting kind of a, make sure your bulk is the higher protein vegetables, which end up being some of the most nutritious anyways. Mm-hmm. And then the hemp seeds. Um, what else was there uh, tricks on? And then just, I would get some of the, the lentils that just had the kind of the lowest net carbs, highest protein. I don't know if you got yeah. all that info, but it's probably red lentils is up there. One of them. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, it was just it was a little hard. And then I I did have to supplement with a pea protein isolate powder. Just to, to any chance of you hitting 150, I I need at least one of those today. So, um, well, going on to my diet, everyone knows I'm more on the keto side, and I have tried keto, vegan keto. <laughs> It's just even harder. What is that? <laughs> well, it's basically like cutting out all the lentils, anything that has net carbs, carbs. of like three or less. And so lentils are out. Um, but just like I said, all the all the vegetables, uh, the hemp seeds big time. I'd have to do the pea protein isolate powder. And then uh, I found nutritional yeast is a awesome one. I didn't know about spirulina. That was a good one. But nutritional yeast is tastes good to me. Tastes a little buttery. You can put as much as you want on there and it kicks it up with the hemp seeds. Mm -hmm. So it's really easy to, to crank that up. Um, and another one was a uh, tempa. I don't really know much about tempa. What, what, what is that? I you know, I know it's like a fermented food. I think it might be, I'm not sure. Fermented bean sprouts or soy yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not a good thing to eat too much of that either. That's, <laughs> But, and, you know, it's, it's, it's something else that you can do in moderation and it kind of cooks similar to tofu, a little tougher, but it has mm -hmm. a cool flavor. Um, so those are some of the things I do, but. And um, green, green peas also are pretty high. I think they're eight grams of protein for a cup of cooked green peas. Yeah. So, and what's cool. funny is uh, on that diet, when you go grocery shopping and, you know, I always look at the labels on back, like a, a bag of chopped spinach will show you a, you know, what a serving size, a cup of chopped spinach and it has like six grams and then another one will show two grams so i never understood how the hell each one was different depending on the source spinach is spinach i thought but you know i guess when these people uh, have to do their their labels you know they send it to a, a lab and they purify it and pull it out i guess i guess it does matter the source that these spinach leaves have more, more protein than this other company so I mean that, and that's the thing. So don't just go thinking you read it on Google. Okay, it's good. You actually have to read these labels, and then if you, you know, like Chris, if you really care about where it's coming from, you want the more organic stuff and all that, then you go to your more organic sources like Sprouts and Whole Foods. I don't really care about it that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, besides vegan keto, just regular keto. You know, I've got all the animal sources. Um. And that, that's the thing, not trying to eat too much of one thing, especially like beef. I don't eat pork at all, um, but beef, chicken, turkey, pork, bison, all the different types of fish. Try to do uh, sockeye salmon versus farm-raised salmon. And uh, um, I, do, I started messing around with the uh, Impossible Burgers, Beyond Burgers, and sausages. And in my diet, I have to worry about net carbs. And it seems to me, I think it's the beyond sausages have really low net carbs. So now it's like a, a weekly thing. You know, I get one beef, one chicken, one turkey, and one of those plant-based ones. Um, and I get hemp seeds and nutritional yeast too every time. So I try not to stick to one animal and not try to try not to do too much animal protein either. Mm -hmm. So those are, yeah. those are, those are kind of my sources. Uh, any other, Oh, and the, I mean, I don't eat breads and stuff like that. I'm, I'm sure you do, or you tell your clients to, but no, but uh, there's different, look at the labels on there because, you know, obviously everyone knows white bread's bleached out, not very nutritious. And then there's wheat, but then there's like sprouted grain bread and all this stuff. 
sprouted grain bread has a high amount of protein in it comparably mm-hmm. to uh, wheat wheat protein. So I tell my clients, look at the back of everything and just do yourself a favor. Unless you're going to be sucking down protein shakes, it's really hard to hit the numbers you need, um, at least for building muscle. So look at those things because when you when your whole inventory in your kitchen is packed full of at least protein here and there, I mean, you're just going to crush it. Yeah, um, sprouted gray bread has four grams of protein per slice. So if you're eating a sandwich, sandwich on it, got two. Yeah, two. So it's eight. Put peanut butter on it. It's like twelve grams of protein right there. So pretty that's, easy. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. Yeah, and that that bread's going to be a little bit better for your body in general too. Um, but I don't eat gluten, so I I try and stay away from it. But for people that don't have sort of gluten Allergy. issues or autoimmune yeah. stuff, then you're welcome to it. Yeah. And I think the concern with um, getting your protein from non-animal sources or eggs or that sort of thing or dairy um, is just that you're, you're not getting a complete protein. And a complete protein just means that it has all nine of the essential amino acids in it. And essential just means that your body can't synthesize those amino acids itself. So it has to get those from your food sources. Um, so that's why a lot of the vegan proteins don't have all nine amino acids in them, but when you combine different food groups, they will make a complete protein. That's why rice and beans is so popular. Yeah. Rice is a grain. It has most of the, um, essential amino acids, but it's missing lysine in it, I think. So if you combine it with beans, beans have lysine. And therefore you have a complete protein and you don't necessarily even have to eat them in the same meal. If you just eat them sometime throughout the day. Yeah. And then, um, the protein sources that are vegan that have, um, all nine essential amino acids are hemp seeds, amaranth and quinoa, chia seeds. Um, and then again, like combining rice and beans, buckwheat has it and spirulina. And then your other things like nuts, oats, peas, vegetables, fruits, they don't have all nine essential amino acids, but as long as you combine them with just, it it all comes down to having a variety of sources of food that you eat throughout the day. As long as you're doing that, you're going to, you're going to get enough protein. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you don't want to do the research and you're vegetarian or vegan, just get hemp seeds and then you're covered. Totally. Sprinkle it on everything. Yeah. Kicks up your protein anyways. Yeah. And if, if you're an an athlete or you have an extreme training program, then maybe it's worth looking into getting the pea protein isolates. Like Brad was talking about, I think Trader Joe's sells it. It's organic. It tastes like nothing. You can just add it into a smoothie or shake or um, oatmeal or whatever you eat. So that's, that's the other thing. Pea protein isolate powder is missing one as well. I'm not sure which one it is, but I started, uh, I switched over to another protein source called sun warrior. And basically, if you do pea protein with hemp protein, hemp protein is not very high, but you're just doing it to supplement the amino acid it's missing. So pea protein is what you mostly want because it's got a high bioavailability like whey protein. Um, but you need the hemp just to just to double check that you're not messing up on all your other stuff. So it's just play it safe and just do both and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's a good one. And I get 25, 30 grams from that one. And it's, you know, it's probably 80% pea protein, 20% hemp protein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, um, any, any other weird ones that you can think that in your fridge people don't know about, or they should get that could help mm-hmm. kick, kick it up in gear. 
Um, Besides animal protein, everyone knows. <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory. Ooh. Trying to think of anything else you add. I know. Like Brussels sprouts has five and a half grams yeah. of protein in it for cooked cup. And it, like eating Brussels sprouts, you wouldn't think that you're getting protein, but you are. Yeah. You know? All the ones yeah. no one wants to eat probably are the highest in protein for the vegetables, like spinach, kale, Brussels sprouts, mushrooms. Not, mm-hmm. not a whole lot of people are into those things, but those are the highest ones. So if you're, <laughs> if you're not that type of person, then you need to go, you need a supplement for sure. Or stick mm-hmm. to animal protein. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't think of anything else. No. What, I mean, what's your, I know you always talk about like, you don't really have to worry about how many grams of protein you get because of, you know, your, your body can use amino acids from everything to, to build what you need. But do you think that's, tell, tell us a little bit about the theory of that. And, and okay. how about, how about a bigger person such as myself trying to body build? Can you do that just doing your, the amino acid profile? Well, I think a good, a good place to start is if you're really interested in learning more about that topic, there's a Netflix documentary called Game Changers. That's worth a watch if you're interested about protein sources or athletes switching from um, sort of a, a diet that includes animal proteins to one that is just, it cuts those out. It shows the process of them switching over and um, it's, it's very interesting because it showed like there's the, the one guy who's not a bodybuilder, but like just a heavy lifter, what is that, like a strong man. And he is huge and he switched over to plant-based food only and he's still huge and he's doing better than he was before just by switching to his diet. And some of it could be the protein source. Some of it could just be, um, it helps Im- eliminate inflammation and helps your digestive tract work a little bit better. Um, so it's worth a lot. Even like Arnold Schwarzenegger now doesn't eat animal yeah. protein anymore. And I don't, he's still, I don't so, think I watched but, game changer, but okay. It's, it's really interesting. And I think, you know, I've never wanted to like force the way I eat on anyone else. I think whatever's best for your body is best, but yeah, I do I re- think like eliminates eliminating some animal sources of protein can help you out a lot. It can also help the planet out a lot. It does cause a lot of um, pollution and that sort of thing. Yeah. And then as far as like, actually when your body um, is digesting those protein sources, it's a lot easier for it to um, break down uh, plant-based sources of protein and the amino acids are more bio readily available. So even sometimes you're looking at labels and you see, oh, this has 15 grams of protein. It doesn't necessarily mean that your body's going to be able to absorb all that. Um, yeah. I think if you had a high functioning um, sort of digestive tract, you might be able to get that. But a lot of us, you know, in our adulthood don't anymore. Yeah. That's a, that's life. a whole, that's a whole nother episode is your gut biome and how important that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, it is worth, and I don't think there's enough scientific research on either end to prove that one is better than the other no, no one's ever going to um, pay for that research either There's yeah there's not a lot of money that's what our science what what's get funded and what doesn't is yeah. you know what's going to make money and those sort exactly. of research things are not so so I, I i watched that uh netflix one what the health and okay. 
one of them was uh, just a normal guy, not like a professional bodybuilder. I, although I did, they did show a, a glimpse of the same guy I think you're talking about. And I think he was more prevalent in the show you watched. But it was just an average Joe uh, kind of bodybuilder in the gym. And his whole thing was since he switched to vegan, he started lifting more and got stronger and everything. And I can tell you that not everyone is the same. It may have worked for him. I did it for nine months. I probably went down 10, 15%. However, there was probably the cleanest and best I've ever felt and all my allergies and every little problem I had with dust and mold and animals gone. But it uh, wasn't worth it for me. So I went back to animal protein and now I suffer and pay the prices. So, <laughs> But <laughs> it was a cool, cool yeah. experiment. I totally believe that that guy, he, he got something out of it. But that's that's my whole thing is, you know, not every diet is for every person. Our biochemistry is different. We all react to different stuff. Find the one that works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will say the way that I eat now, it does take a lot more effort on my part. It's, it's more work to cook that way. I have to shop a lot more because the food I buy spoils. It it doesn't last forever. So I'm constantly restocking my vegetables and fruits and that sort of thing. And it it takes longer to prepare the food and, and all that. But for me, it's worth it. I have the time. I really value my health. I don't have kids, so I only have to take care of myself. So I have more more yeah. time than some parents out here that are listening. Um, but it's so worth it to me in the long run. So yeah. I continue to do it. And I'm glad I, you know, I didn't eat all of one meat. I kind of spread it out and I, and also started getting more plant based protein. And at least my protein powder is plant based. And then I try to do one meal a day that's all you know vegan or vegetarian. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, just making, making little small changes, seeing how it feels for you. And, yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think we didn't talk about this, but the recommended daily allowance for protein, um, for a sedentary, sedentary person is 0.36 grams of protein per pound that you weigh. Yeah. So like a 200 pound man, according to that would get 70, 72 grams of protein. And a 150 pound person would get uh, 54 grams of protein, but that's for a sedentary person. Yeah. So someone who's more active may need more than just the 0.36 grams of protein per pound yeah. of body weight. They they might need more anywhere between 0.5 gram to a full gram of protein per body body pound that you are. Yeah, and same thing with that. Everyone uh, absorbs differently, and everyone everyone's body chemistry is differently. So kind of play with the numbers that works for you. I know for sure that I don't need a gram per body weight. I'm more of on the, you know, one gram per lean body weight. So only like 65 to 75% of your body weight I do in, in protein and anything more than that, I haven't seen any difference, but if I go less than that, I start seeing the muscle come off, but you know, I'm also trying to, you know, a little amateur bodybuilder. I care about aesthetics and that's what I want to hold. So I can't do that if I go any lower than that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's worth noting if you are interested in diet or changing things up or you're, you know, thinking about your protein, it is good to look at, you know, like you were saying, Google search different foods, how much protein are in them, look for them at the grocery store, look at labels for a while. So you have an idea of what has protein, what doesn't, and trying to incorporate those foods into your, into your diet. But I feel like, you know, we're, 
we're on this planet, we have limited time on earth. I don't wanna spend all my time doing calculations of how much protein I'm eating every day. Like I just, I don't. So I think for me, it's more important to have foods that are quality and nutrient dense than it is for me to count how many macronutrients I'm hitting per day. So yeah. that's kind of well, my, my mine is once you count and count it and get in a routine, you pretty much know what you're kind of supposed to do for all your meals and snacks. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm counting right now because I have a goal and a couple months ago into Vegas and that's the only way to really crank it down is to watch everything. But normally I wouldn't. And I just have a routine and I know I'm kind of in the ballpark of where I'm supposed to be. And I feel good, look good. That's good enough for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So sweet. All right. Well, I think that might be it unless you have any other thing that comes to mind. I think we, there's gotta be some other protein sources that we don't know. There's like some gelatinous thing. That's a byproduct of something that has all this protein, but I was, you know, try not to eat too much processed stuff either. So if it's not natural, that's yeah. why spirulina sounds good to me. So I got at least something out of this. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah, so. and I think if you got anything out of it, you you noticed that we didn't say any sort of processed packaged foods when yeah. we were talking. We only talked about like meat or fish and you know plant based proteins. We didn't say get- like, oh, you got to get this. You know. Yeah. Well, I guess the sprouted five. grains are probably processed, but you know, yeah, one yeah. out of 20 that we talked about. So exactly. Well, cool. All right. Cool. Well, thanks everyone for listening over 40 fitness hacks and, uh, Chrissy's still signed off for a few more episodes. So she's not going away anytime soon. So oh, I'll, I'll be here. <laughs> I'll be here. All right. Well, thanks for listening everyone. And, uh, we'll catch you later.